0: The importance of women's ministries in the local church, that is the topic of this episode of ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant with GFA Missions, and this is ReChurch, the bi-weekly podcast of really addressing topics, everything to do with the local church, whether to renew, revitalize, refocus. And I think one of the key aspects of any church, especially if they are in the midst of refocusing and really trying to please God, is the women's ministries. So today I have the privilege, of, actually it's a little bit awkward, interviewing my wife. Uh, Gretchen, welcome. <laughs> Thank you to the podcast glad that uh, she's able to join us she is um pastor's wife for 21 years and very active in ladies bible studies and ladies ministries so today i really ask her to join us and talk about the importance of women's ministries within the local church so gretchen let's just start at the big picture so how does a women's ministry fit into the overall ministry of the local church
1: Well, I think that wherever there are women, there should be women's ministry, but I don't think we need to necessarily think in terms of programs. We go directly to that idea that we have to have some kind of nice program or conference or something like that. Um, Women's ministry needs to fit under the overall philosophy of the church. Women's ministry needs to have the same goals, the same philosophy, be going in the same direction. It, it cannot be something that's separate from the church. It can't be the women just doing their own thing. It has to be in submission to the goals and the, and the philosophy of the church. So this
0: women's ministry should be, to, just to fit into the philosophy of making disciples and part of a healthy church environment, is that what you That's you're... right,
1: it's part of a healthy church. And we see this in the book of Titus. Paul left Titus on Crete on the island of Crete, and the, the churches there were a mess. And he left him there with uh, the goal, with the challenge, of straightening these churches out. That's kind of a simplification. So he gives, he gives him instructions on what to do, and he gives instructions to Timothy directly about the men, and then he gives instructions about the women in verses 3 through 5 of chapter 2, and he talks about the role that women need to play in the church. Women are essential to a healthy, vibrant church, and Paul knew that, and women need to help other women. That's women's ministry.
0: So that's why we need to do it. It's a biblical model here. So the the scriptural mandate for women to help women. Do you take that as a mandate or a suggestion?
1: Oh, it's a mandate, absolutely, and that's why it's so important uh, because we're commanded to do it. And then, of course, we have all of the other one anothers of Scripture. I think there are close to sixty one anothers in the New Testament, and some of them are repeats. But we need to minister to one another, and women are the best wants to minister to other women but it's, there are other reasons that women women's ministry yeah, is so important. So what are some of those? Okay, I think probably one of the main things is that as women we need to minister to our brothers in Christ by ministering to other women and not leaving that ministry to the men.
0: So what you're saying is as um, let's just take pastors, okay, is they are ministering to families Sometimes a woman may need to meet uh, to talk about some things going on in the family. So give me a practical way where uh, an an active, healthy women's ministry can take that role off of the pastor.
1: There are many ways that a pastor can help his congregation and women included. So I'm not saying that a pastor cannot help Mm -hmm. women. Obviously, that's not the case. But when it comes to ongoing help relationships we could call them counseling relationships I don't believe it's healthy for a pastor to be meeting with another woman a woman other than his wife on a regular basis unless the pastor's wife is with them and the pastor's wife is actually learning how to do it herself I think that's the the role of the women to do that I think for the sake of our families for the sake of the men that women need to rise up and realize that we need to know our Bibles. We need to know how the Bible applies to us in daily life. And when we have struggles, we need to be convinced that the Bible has the answers. And if it does have the answers, how does the Bible apply to, uh, to our struggles and our issues of life? Women can do that. They are very capable of doing that. And they need to take that seriously, that um, admonition to help other women. So I think for the sake of our families, for the sake of our brothers in Christ in 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, flee youthful lust, talking to Timothy. And I think uh, we end up putting our our pastors and our brothers in Christ maybe in compromising positions when we allow it to happen, that they are the ones, the only ones that can help the other women in the church.
0: You have a good illustration (laughs) about, um, in fact, when we had a lot of children in the home, and. We hardly had time to talk mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. So, give your illustration of why it's important uh, that that I don't meet with other women on a regular basis.
1: Well, I remember when we were first starting the ministry, when you were also when you were in, in seminary, we had very little time to talk. We had maybe fifteen minutes a day that we would set aside, and then the rest of it was just filled with stuff, you know, just life and ministry, and it was it was hard. But we we made it work. But I can't imagine how I would have felt if you had come home one day and said, oh, I had a great counseling session with Mrs. So-and-so. And and we we spent an hour talking about her struggles and her life and her goals and all these things. I don't think I would have really appreciated that too much, particularly if you had made an appointment with her to meet with her, like, say, an hour every week. Um, I'm not sure that would have gone over real well.
0: That could uh, set a trap in many ways, right? Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: All right, so as we, as we talk about this, what is an effective way that women can be trained to help other women? All right, so we understand this is the biblical model. We understand it's a sign of a healthy church. We understand it is it is the outflow of a disciple-making church. Mm-hmm. And so what are some practical ways women can get training in this, or how do you see women training other women Just talk about that just a few minutes.
1: That's actually another reason, another important reason that women should take seriously helping other women and that it is essential really for our own growth. I think that most of us have plenty of biblical knowledge. We know what the Bible says pretty much. Uh, we have a lot of knowledge and we just don't use it enough and I think it gets to the point that if we're going to continue to grow we need to reach out and help other women uh, because we we are faced with uh, situations that we've never thought about we're faced in, with the fact that we don't know the answers we go to the scriptures and we learn and we and we go back and and help one another and, and pass on the comfort that perhaps we have, Gotten from God from our own problems. Um, God comforts us, we comfort other people. So uh, there are times though that women do need help in training, and I think the training a lot of times kind of keeps us out of trouble when we're trying to help other people and helps us not to fall into uh, the wrong teaching on this. But first of all, I think when a church is ready, has some women that are ready to help each other. Uh, I think when the women really are convinced that they are to do this, they need to go to the leadership. And they need to present what they're thinking and make sure that the leadership is on board. And I think they need to think in terms, not in, again, not in terms of programs, but in terms of spiritual growth. How can we, as women, grow and then help others grow? And As they do that, there are lots of great resources out there. Uh, Jim Berg has great books. He's got the Quieting a Noisy Soul is wonderful.
0: So there's several common problems that I think uh, ladies face, just like men. I mean, there's several common things, and one of those may be anxiety or, or fear. Right. And Quietly and Noisy's Soul, and that's a very long DVD series, right? Mm-hmm, that's but right. But won't you explain, like, uh, once a couple ladies that you work with um, became familiar with this material, then how they turned around and ministered to others. Explain to our, our audience how that happened.
1: We had a woman who was, were really two women, that were really helped by that program, and they ended up having Bible studies in their homes where they were inviting their neighbors and really helping their neighbors we had it on a Wednesday night where a girl, she was meeting separately with some other women who were struggling. Uh, so that, that's a really helpful program, but also just for spiritual growth, Change Into His Image is a great book as well. And then there are other resources. CCEF uh, has great resources for change, for growth and change. Uh, they even have a journal, the Journal of Biblical Counseling that comes out. That's a little bit technical, but it's very helpful. ABC, which is uh, ChristianCounseling.com, they have some great resources. You can actually join there and get a lot of a lot more than just going online and and looking at it. And then ACBC, that's BiblicalCounseling.com. Now ACBC is more of a certifying agency for not agency, a group, I guess group, you'd yeah. say, mm-hmm. for certifying biblical counselors. But you can also get some great online training, very basic training in counseling and don't let the, the word counseling scare you because it's really is very just intense discipleship and you don't need necessarily to become certified as a certified counselor but I think the training is amazing and they have it now and this is something fairly new where you can actually do it on your own and it's online so that would be a really helpful resource all
0: right so let's say a church has not had a ministry with women and two women in this fashion and uh, ladies get excited. They go check out resources. Um, these resources should be vetted through the leadership of the church, right? Absolutely. So as ladies um, work through this, take it to the leadership, ask them to approve or get other recommendations. Maybe there are some books or materials. Uh, so what are some other common problems, not unique to women, but seem to occur within women's ministries?
1: I think, well, before we even point those out. I'd like to encourage the ladies when they think of l- m- women's ministry. excuse me, not to think, uh, we already mentioned, don't think program or conference, but also don't necessarily think, quote, pastor's wife. <laughs> 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 it's not necessarily the pastor's wife who is called to minister to the ladies. She, of course, she is called to minister to ladies just like anyone else. She is no more, uh um, but she's really. not on staff. She's not on staff. Exactly. In most and, cases, in most cases, yeah. she should be. She mm-hmm. should want to minister to the ladies. And most pastors wives I know do want to minister. But then sometimes they're pressured into like teaching a Bible study. That that might not be her gifting. I'm not saying you shouldn't include the pastor's wife. But then when you think of ministries, uh, ladies ministries, don't think. It oh, has to oh, yeah. fall on the oh we need to wife. get the pastor's wife. She needs to do something. No, all of the women need to think in terms of doing something, of of ministering to each other, so.
0: So this is part of the philosophy of pushing ministry out, 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 right? That's
1: right, and that's where we get to women's struggles. I know that one of my goals as a pastor's wife was to discover the strengths of the women in my church and to learn about what struggles they had been through And then when they had been through a struggle and worked through it biblically, I would tell them, I would say, okay, now I'm using you as a resource. I'm going to refer someone to you. So often uh, they would be kind of nervous, but that was a way of stretching them. That was something they knew that they had worked through and that they could help someone else with. So some of the things maybe would be in-law problems, if someone had a problem with their in-laws and... I maybe help them, uh, say, with conflict, uh, dealing with conflict, then again, once they had worked through it successfully, then I would use them as a resource. If someone else told me, hey, I'm really struggling with my in laws, I would send them to that person. Uh, of course, we have child rearings, uh, prodigals, uh, marriage struggles. Uh, the thing I would be really careful with marriage struggles is you don't want people going around talking about their husbands and trashing their husbands. <laughs> so you've got to be real careful with that. Yeah. Uh, you got to protect the spouse. Uh, you have strong-willed children. You have all sorts of things that are, maybe they're not exclusive to women, but they are. Uh, Those are repetitive yeah, themes. They're, they're, that come they're up. themes. Yeah. They are. And that women yeah. need to know, they need to first grow themselves. They need to know how to deal with their own problems. And then they need to go help other people do the same thing.
0: So part of the spiritual growth within the church is each family growing, each husband growing, and each woman growing, right? and then discipling others to grow. And during that process, normally these problems will surface.
1: Yes. Personally, I I don't like the whole professional model. You don't have the professional counselor and everybody goes to that person. If you do have a professional, quote professional, or someone who has been trained, and I highly recommend training, I think it is just so helpful, but that person, rather than seeing herself as a professional, she should see herself as a resource person, that she has had the benefit of training, so she's going to train others to do what she has learned to do, and not become the, quote, professional that everybody runs to. That's what the world does and I really don't think that's what the church should be doing.
0: Yeah, and again, this is uh, Marshall Fant, and I'm interviewing my wife, Gretchen, and she has been um, working with Ladies Ministries for many years and really has become such a asset to, to me as a pastor as well as to the churches where we've been. So, Gretchen, now a little bit about your training. You went through certification through ACBC. That's right. So what is ACBC?
1: ACBC has a conference every year. They're a certifying agency. In order to be certified, you do have to have I think it is two levels of training and they mm. do the first one online. We already talked about that. There are also training churches uh, all over the United States that do the training. They call them training facilities, I think. And
0: But what is ACBC AC stand for? AC is
1: Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. Okay. And you can call them directly and they can and they have a, a kind of a one, two, three step of how to get certified if you're yeah. interested. Mm-hmm. But I don't think But you do not to be certified led, no, now, no, no, I right. don't think if you are not led to be certified, I don't think that's a, a necessary thing. But the training is amazing. It's biblical. Uh, when you do the training, you become aware of resources that are out there for many, many different struggles in life. And it's just very helpful.
0: Gretchen, again, if somebody wants to ask you questions, they always can email me and I will forward emails on. Uh, my email address is mfant at gfamissions.org. And there are uh, so many resources available. And I think your burden is for each lady in the church That's right. to be growing. Mm-hmm. And as she's growing, she will then turn around and minister to others. And as a church refocuses in the area of women's ministries, it's really an area that will really help minister to not only the spiritual growth from within, but also can reach out into the community to ladies in crisis. You want to comment on that in closing, anything?
1: I think it goes back to Titus. that uh, The theme of Titus, and I believe it's in Titus 3.8, is that sound teaching produces godly living. Basically, if you wanted to sum it up, and I think that that's what biblical counseling is all about. And again, that doesn't mean you have to have a piece of paper that says you're certified, but that does mean that women, as well as men, need to know the scriptures, need to be convinced that every problem in life goes back to something that God has said. It goes back to our belief system. But we we need to know how to use God's Word to minister to people and to answer questions about the issues of life.
0: Because God's Word makes it very plain. Not only is it inspired and inerrant, but it's also sufficient. There's a great theme of the sufficiency of Scripture to meet all our needs for life and godliness, is the way Peter puts it. And through that resource and women becoming confident that number one, they have a, an important role in the church, to work with the leadership within the church, mm-hmm. and then turn around and reproduce their lives in other people.
1: That's right. So again, they, that's right. They have an important role. They have an essential role. An essential I would role.
0: say. And so, as we do that, I think that's definitely the mark of a healthy church. Exactly. So, to our listeners, if you need to refocus or revitalize your ladies' ministry. Uh, I know this podcast should be of some help to you. And, of course, this is just kind of the introduction. There's so many details, levels of that. So be sure and uh, feel free to contact us. Again, my email address is mfant at gfamissions.org. I want to thank GFA for sponsoring this podcast. Gretchen, thanks for being with us. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Sarah Hartwick at our home office for the great support she offers in editing all these podcasts and putting them out So again, thanks for joining us. Look forward to you joining us on our next session. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.